Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast right here on the FanStream Sports Network. I'm Indy Tim. That is Johnny Gerber right there to my side. Hello, Johnny. Good morning. Is it morning? Or morning. Because Well, you, you're, you got a raspy voice there. It feels oh. like you just woke up, man. So it's just I, I just trying to figure out, did you just wake up? So I just want to say buenos dias to you. Well, I mean, I do live here, so, you know, maybe. Well, that don't mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. They, they move that. I would say they move a little slow here in Dallas, but you know, they don't. So I just, a bunch of, maybe you had a late night. We got a bunch of slave drivers over here at FanStream sports. I don't know what to tell I you. I think so too. I think so too. That's supposed to be me. I'm supposed to be the one telling people what to do. Uh, well, kind of, kind of, kind of, um, special thanks to our sponsors. Of course, orca dash golf.com best in game. And, uh, just we got we're gonna have some commercials for them rolling out here, some live reads for them. As soon as my voice heals, that's kind of what we're waiting on. And you guys will hear a lot more about Orca Golf. Some amazing products. They even made a golf bag for Jack Nicholas, Johnny. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I did I did know that. And I'm surprised, you know, is Jack the the best or the second best golfer to come out of Columbus? Which one? I mean, because you know, they haven't made me a bag yet, but maybe I just gotta got get a little bit better. All right, so if you're going to start comparing yourself to Jack Nicholas, we're going to have to have a discussion. Well, I'm a better person than him for sure. I promise you that. Know about that. That, that. Well, come on. We What's know wrong we with know Jack. Okay. All right. Now, you mentioned right. one of his kids. You're probably right. I know his kids. I went to Mike, Mike Nicholas's youngest kid's wedding. Mm, my condolences. Uh, it was, there wasn't a lot of words said there. Are they still married? I have no idea. Oh, we should find no that idea. out. See if you're I a jinx no or not. I, well, they call him Lucky, so you know who, who knows. You know, yeah, he's so, lucky because he's Jack Nicholas's kid. That's why that's, he's lucky. That's, that's correct. Could have called no, all is, of them lucky. That is correct. And I like uh, I tell everybody a little bit about the new kind of interactive stuff we're doing for the show. You can do some interactive tweet or do some interactive uh, things. Give a little insight from yeah. everyone that's kind of watching. We welcome everybody watching live, or if you're not watching live, just take the t- number down. We have a new live in studio text line two one four. 937-0569, write it down, put it in, save it in your phone. Just put it down as the fan stream sports text line. Anytime during our show, if you'd like to interact with us, you don't have to comment on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter or Twitch. Just text that number, and we'll see it right here in the studio, and we'll be able to interact with you there. If you're listening to the recorded podcast or you're watching one of the videos at a later time when we're not live, you can still comment in, and we can still see it, and we'll probably still reply to you. So please use that tool, 214-937-0569, the brand new FanStream Sports in-studio text line. We would love to hear from you there. 
and uh, keep the conversation going. But, Johnny, it was a week out in South Carolina. Uh, the boys playing out in Hilton Head. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've never played this course except for on video games. <laughs> well, you, you haven't played most courses except for except video for, games. No, so. I've played a bunch, but yeah, yeah, back in the on. day, I don't get to the East Coast too often. Like back in the day, back in the 90s, I had a video game, and most guys that are golf fans my age will remember this, called Lynx 386. Wow. And it was a computer, obviously computer-based video game meant to run on the brand new processor, the 380, the Intel 386, which was the one that predated the uh, the 486 and then, and then the Pentium. So this goes back to like mid-90s, 96, 97 or so. You're speaking Japanese. I was playing sports at this time, unlike you. Well, I was you married. Know, I, I was out. I was out and about playing sports, and you're in the video games, man. So I don't. You're speaking Japanese yeah, to me. So I was married. I had to stay at home and play play games on my computer. Yeah, uh, okay. but but it had you know a lot of the famous courses at the time, and, and Hilton Head was was one of them, and uh, it was a pretty badass game, and I dominated, of course, just like I'm sure I would if I played the real thing. I mean, there's no question. yeah regular golf. You dominate in your yeah. own world. You I know dominate. that's fine too. Yeah, you dominate. Kind of, kind of like in the dating world. <sighs> Your dominate. favorite person in the world, Nancy Gerber, is watching. So please don't, please, or uh, let me go backwards. You're her favorite person because I had a conversation with her this afternoon. And I was just up there and visiting my parents, and it was great, always great to see them. But when I called this afternoon, her first question was, how's Tim? course it's almost like where's mills you know it's like we're gonna have to figure out this deal where yeah she didn't even ask how i was doing where's mills i think there's some point that she wanted to name me tim maybe and that's why she's asking you should be so lucky i know i know but you know to be honest with you i had a conversation with her about it but apparently she doesn't care so her first question is how, how you're doing and I guess I can go to hell, I guess. I don't I know. I mean, as well it should be. That should be your first uh, question. That's fair. I mean, fair is fair. Fair is fair. That's but, the way it is. You know, if you if you look at a little bit about we didn't, you know, we had a couple weeks off and sorry to everybody, we had a couple weeks off with the travel and we had some technical difficulties and we really didn't get into a lot of master's talk, which is okay. Um, and again, what that being said, we did have a good master's week when it comes to the betting component, but you're going, you're kind of transitioning to a golf course like Hilton Head that uh, it's polar opposite of Augusta. And I thought, I think the PGA tour did it correct. And it's a very rare scenario. They, it won't happen very often. It won't happen next year. They made this an elevated field event. That's why you saw some of the stars that were playing in the field. And it's a golf course like that, that you love that you would love because, mm-hmm. you know, if you look, they, they had perfect weather and you look at the scores Right. I mean, they weren't super like 20 oh, in the 20s under. Right. It's a short golf course and it's more of a strategic golf course. And it didn't surprise me. That's the reason why Matthew Fitzpatrick won. I mean, you look where he won the U.S. Open last year, kind of that same type of golf course that you got to shape it a lot of different ways. So it's a place, it's a golf course that you, that, that Harbor Town that you would love. But that being said, it's Hilton Head. You go to Hilton Head, it's probably one, for me, it's probably one of the, worst places in the world unless you're 70 years old and you don't like to drink beer till five o'clock because places don't open. And my best friend in the world lives there, uh, Chris Marbury. And, and uh, he, I'm not saying he doesn't like it, but I'm not saying he likes it, but he's in the golf business there. Uh, and it's a struggle at sometimes, but you know, there's a lot of golf there and you're looking at a place at that Harbor town 
uh, these guys love to go. And, you know, some of the reasons why they, they you know, they, they you had a big field this year because of elevated event. Right. But it's always usually the week after the Masters. So you'll get kind of a field that these guys are tired and worn out. And, and, uh, and it lends to – and it doesn't lend to a lot of low scoring. And it just goes to show you don't have to lengthen these golf courses and make them 8,000 yards. Right to make them difficult. And that's where they're kind of struggling when you talk about the golf ball change and the driver change and stuff like that. So I always like to see that place. It's, it's a little quirky golf course, but you know, these guys love it. You know, and it's not every day a kid from Sheffield, England is able to call Hilton head, South Carolina, his, his other home. But you know, Matthew Fitzpatrick is vacationed there in Hilton head every year since he was six. Yeah. So it kind of really is his home away from home. And now even more so, after his title this uh, this past weekend, and he did it kind of in dramatic fashion as Jordan Spieth once again kind of falls apart over the last couple of holes. Oh, I you mean, think he fell apart? Well, he missed he, he missed two two putts that pretty much would have sealed the victory in the playoff though. But those are putts that I mean, come on. I mean, listen, the he's guys, Jordan the Spieth. Guys. He's Jordan Spieth. He's supposed to make those, but he can't make every one. Well, he wasn't making any of them. Yeah, but he, during the round to get in that playoff, how well he played just to get in that playoff, yeah. man, you, 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 they're not going to fall every time, especially um, when it's one-on-one like that. Right. I mean, you know what? If you'd asked me, and nobody did, going into the playoff, who do you got? Dude, I just said Jordan Speed. I said Jordan Speed yeah, 100 sure. times over 100 times, Yeah, you know, especially over Fitzpatrick, but – uh, well, 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 if you say that, right, you, you think you think it that way. Look how Look how clutch – I mean, look the shot that, that Matthew Fitzpatrick hit into that last hole. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a great shot. But look how clutch he was in the summer when he won the U.S. Open to hit that golf shot that he had to hit in a very difficult shot out of that bunker to win that yeah. golf tournament. So him pulling off clutch shots and him not being scared of the moment, you know, really is something that is kind of his forte now. This Matthew Fitzpatrick guy, and with his added length and working act with the working with the stack system and in terms of creating speed with a lot of these guys yeah. are actually doing, uh, you know, he, he's getting that extra length that he really needs to compete, but him hitting clutch shots, you know, you saw that in the U S open and you just saw that in the playoff at Hilton Head. Right. Um, so he was entering the final round with a, with a really slim lead over Spieth and Cantley, who, by the way, Cantley had a really good weekend. I thought, um, yeah, I thought he played bad down the stretch. Yeah. Right. I mean, he made that double bogey, uh, coming down the stretch, and you know, we talked about it on our matchups and gambling. I thought, I, th- I mean, Xander Shoffley made a move like we thought he was going to do a little bit to kind of catch up, but you know, he Xander Shoffley struggled. I mean, the last round didn't kill Xander Shoffley; he was a little bit too far back. But the Saturday round, the moving day Saturday round, one under par to try to get up there on Saturday is a joke, really. When these guys are, I mean, there was five, there was five scores under sixty-five on Saturday. To, I mean, it's called moving day for a reason, right? Right, and he just didn't get it done. And he he was he was last of the top ten leaders on par five scoring going into the last round. For a guy like Xander Shoffley, it's a, it's a really good golf course for him. The way he likes to shape it and be a little bit creative. I just thought he was a little bit too far behind the eight ball to catch up. But we yeah. did have him on our matchups and had a great week on our matchups. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. And I thought it was really interesting to give Matthew Fitzpatrick even more credit. Not just battling Jordan Spieth there in the the final part of the of the tournament and in the uh, in the playoff, but man, that crowd was maybe one of the most pro Spieth 
galleries I've seen other than here in Dallas. You know, when he's at uh, the Byron Nelson or at Colonial, you know, huge Spieth fans all over Dallas for obvious reasons. But, man, you just thought they were playing in Texas as as pro Spieth as that crowd was. And Fitzpatrick had to put all of that out of his mind as well as, you know, the fact that he's playing Spieth out of his mind. Yeah, a little bit of that too. I mean, it, kind of joking, but you know, some of those old, you know, those old people down there, man, they can't, they, they all can only can say one last name, man. So that Fitzpatrick is a little bit, <laughs> one little syllable bit long, names, yeah, a little bit long name. No, I'm all joking aside, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's, you know, Jordan's the fan favorite no matter where he goes, right? And it's a good thing. That's just, and he should be. It's just a testament how good of a guy he is, yeah. how he carries that kind of banner. You know, he, he, you're never going to see Jordan – I mean, really, you're never going to see Jordan do anything wrong, to be honest with you. I mean, he's, you're just not. And, you know, us living here here down here in Dallas, we're kind of proud of him and kind of hold that banner of, you know, we're Jordan. I wasn't the biggest Jordan Spieth fan until I moved down here to Dallas. And, you know, he speaks everything good of the game. He's everything that you want, you know. Uh, you know, I don't have children yet, but it's kind of one of those things that, you know, w- w- you'd want him to date your daughter. Right. He's yeah. that type of guy that it just seems and, and, and it's not it's it's not fake. And I think that's why Jordan is so uh, I think that's why he is so uh, I don't know how to say it. I, I think he's he, he's just not fake. It doesn't mm-hmm. come across fake like Phil or some of these other guys that, that have that. He's a genuine guy um, having a lot of interaction with him down here in Dallas with some business things. Uh, he's not fake, and yeah. you know everything good goes to Jordan. You know I think we got an opportunity here in the next few weeks to get him on the show, so I'm making those moves now uh, to maybe get him on the show for for uh, I don't know if getting him in the studio might might be a push, but I think we can definitely get him on the phone. So hey, anything goes on with Jordan. Jordan's we talked about that. Jordan's going to win this year. Uh, he's going to win this year. We'll just find out what he is. He's playing good. He's swinging at it as good as I've ever seen him. To be honest with you. I think he's he's overworking on things. Uh, so hey, as listen, he tends man, to do. I mean, he tends yeah, to do that. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's a little you know he's a little bit chatterbox, but you know he that's his kind of you know release his tension yeah. release. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, uh. Yeah. Entering like I said, entering the final round. Uh. He had Fitzpatrick had that slim lead over Spieth and Cantlay. Uh. Spieth. Going into Sunday, birdied, I think it was four of the first six or seven holes, right? And kind of took that lead over. Um, but then Cantlay pulled even after the birdie on the 10th. And yeah. Fitzpatrick was kind of the odd man out. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. You know, Speed's just going to take the whole thing, or, or Cantlay, one of them, is going to take this whole thing over. Uh, and then, um, it, 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 but it, it wasn't to be. And I don't know what it is. About Spieth, we've talked about him on the show before, and I've mentioned sort of my, I don't know, my, my give up on Spieth. I, you know, I'm, I'm almost ready to give up on him because it seems like at these big, and not that this was a huge moment, it's not a major, it's an elevated field tournament for sure, um, but it just seems like he can't can't put it together in the final round or even the final nine or maybe even the final four to well, put to put say- these tournaments away. Yeah, but why do you say that? Well, a little bit, you can't really, you, you, you can't say that. And I look at it a little bit different is because you have to look at it the, the two or three rounds before that he's so far back. You look at last last week. I mean, he right. had a great final round at Augusta. He had a great final round this week. Yeah, so but he wasn't in not, contention. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little that's a little bit more so that he has to kind of get on the board a little bit earlier before the final round. And he gets so far back that he's always trying to play catch up. And when he plays catch up, he's super aggressive. Last round, if you look at Augusta last week and you look at this week, I mean, he has to play super aggressive to try to catch up, and that's what he does. And maybe his mindset needs to be his mindset of the first couple rounds to be aggressive like he is on the fourth round maybe. Um, you know, you you realize Jordan Spieth, when he's won his golf tournaments, I think he's won one or two golf tournaments, that that he he's not a, he's not a front runner. Yeah. Right, he's never really had to leave. He's always come back, and he's got aggressive in that last round. His Masters wins were like that. He was never mm-hmm. the leader going into the Masters. So when you when it comes to that, that's just his mentality. Maybe he's you know maybe he gets so far behind has a bad. He, he's notorious for having really bad third rounds, mm-hmm. which is weird. Moving day and the easiest pins on the PGA Tour, and he has those bad rounds. And I don't know why that. I mean, maybe he just feels so far back that he doesn't really care and just goes for everything on the fourth round. And that's why he kind of catches up where everybody else is going to be a little bit more conservative. So, you know, I think he gets a little bit behind the eight ball before he really kind of kicks himself into gear and says, Hey man, I got to catch up. And as good of a putter is, as he is, you know, he makes it in in his sleep, you know, unlike you, unlike you, you snore in your sleep. He makes putts in his sleep. I can make putts in my sleep dirt while I'm snoring. I do lots of things in my sleep while I'm snoring. The next show, please. That's that'd be I the mean, next I, show. I cook, I paint the house, I vacuum, sometimes I shower. Sometimes. I'm just sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. when there's only one pickle in the pickle jar. Sometimes when there's only one pickle in the pickle jar, you just gotta eat that pickle. Uh Birdie's on number fifteen and sixteen. Saw Fitzpatrick draw even with Spieth before pars on the final two holes forced that playoff. Um and then again. Two birdie putts that I think Spieth should have made uh, to win the tournament did not fall. And then Fitzpatrick on 18 with that just, I don't know what else to call it other than an amazing once-in-a-lifetime shot that should have gone in. I mean, it was six inches from going in. It was on its way. Second of a lifetime shot because the first of a lifetime shot was that bunker shot he hit in the U.S. Open. That's true, yeah. For for, – Twenty thirty handicaps like you don't really realize how hard that golf shot was. Is that such a thing? People have handicaps. That, I mean, why do you even count a handicap if it's twenty? Well, people like to go play golf. They're called sandbaggers, called nils. Yeah, but if your if your handicap is twenty or above, why even bother keeping track of your handicap? Well, you have to put your scores in to try to get it down, just to kind of see how you get better, right? You, would get, you play a handicap I'd system, em- like if if, if I be if you're twenty, huh? I'd be embarrassed. More so than you already are now. I'm not embarrassed because I'm not a 20 handicap. You sure? I'm not any handicap because I don't keep track of it. Well, that's what that's that vanity <laughs> things, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. If you're that bad, just stop keeping track of it until you get better, and then start keeping track of it, and then yeah. be a nine handicap. Because if you're not a single digit handicap, you shouldn't have a handicap. Well, you have to have a handicap. So when you play like like club events and country no. club events, no. that you have to have a handicap to see. Yeah, you ha- just have to. Just, you then don't play. That's what I'm saying. Why? Don't play with the good guys. Play with people of you, your skill ability. You are. You're paired with people of your. But 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 it's both. I mean, it's both. No, you out. can't be exiled. Hey hey, listen. If you suck at you golf, are, get good. That's all I'm saying. You you would be exiled from a lot of things in life. 
If you just had to be good at them. This is true. So uh, you can't just, you know. podcasting, apparently. Well, no, this is what you're good at. That's why you do it all the time. So you're you're telling uh, JT Mills he can't play ever play golf again because he's a 19. Who's JT Mills? Where's Mills? I thought he only had a last name. I didn't know he had a first name. Jeffrey Tyrone Mills. I had no clue. Yeah. JT yeah. Mills. JT Where's Mills. Um, no, yeah, if you're a double-digit handicapper, you probably just shouldn't be keeping track of your handicap. Wow, just just – you know, they still like to drink beer and support the club, the guys who aren't very good. Well, no, I didn't say you can't play golf, but don't keep track you of your handicap. Just said you, you just said you can't play golf. No, I said don't keep track of your handicap. But you have to because that's how you can only play in events and how to compare yourself. With, and that's like, what I'm saying. Like, like Stop playing me, in like events. Like for me, you're a 20 handicapper, and you and I wanted to play Two. a game. 22, okay. <laughs> I, have to give you, I have to give you 22 shots, and we can have a, a fair Probably game. true. I have to give you more than that, but that's fair. You could give me a shot a hole. You can give me an 18. That, give me 18. You, you can't win. You won't and win. I'd a probably hole. win. You won't win a hole. I would win way more than one hole. Are we playing match play and I get a stroke a hole? Yes. Oh, I can't wait to do that. Write that down. We got to do that. Show Write bet. That down. Show bet. Show bet. Show bet. Uh, Shippy, write that down back at the studio, wherever you are. We have a me. comment on from Christina Hampton. She says uh, virtual we, hug. She does, that every, she does that every she show. She does. She should. Every she single should. show. She I'm, should. I'm pretty sure that's a bot. I don't think that's a real person. I don't know. Um, so, yes, Fitzpatrick goes on, wins the playoff. Uh, 3.6 some odd million dollars. By the way, those two putts that, that, that Speed should have made cost him – million and a half dollars which you know he needs all the money he can get yeah you think he's worried about that being a poor dallas boy like everybody here in dallas is he owns five percent of under armor under armor i'm pretty sure he's good is he really yeah that's part of his contract to uh, a sponsorship with under armor. he took less money uh when he sat when he turned pro and took mo- uh, took an uh equity share that's a heck of a deal yeah he should smart probably retire on that five percent alone I mean, why don't we negotiate with that? What are we going to negotiate? Five percent of Orca Golf. <laughs> well, I need a new agent. That's what I need. I'm not good enough. I'm not good. I'm not your agent. Good enough for you? I need I'm a new agent. agent. I need a new agent. You need a new agent. Jordan Spieth we- finished second at seventeen under. His career was already filled with multiple major championship triumphs, peaks and valleys in performance, just about everything in between. Still without a successful title defense, though. He came agonizingly close to slamming the door on Fitzpatrick in the playoff, not once, but twice, as I mentioned. But he just kept the door open just too long, and then, of course, Fitzpatrick hit that shot of a life, second shot of a lifetime, as you said. Yeah. Um, it was, like you said, it was a good tournament for Spieth, uh, but I don't know. To me, I just get a sour taste in my, in my mouth for him when he, it's the last day of the tournament. And he's in the top five. He's got a chance. It, it just seems to me like he can't put it together lately. Or uh, when I say lately, the last couple of years. I just, I don't know. Right. I don't know. It just, I like Spieth. I'm starting to get grow tired of his story, though. You know what I mean? That's just no. me. That's just no. me. No. Two putts to win it. Uh, tied for 11th, our boy Scott, your boy. Again, I, I'm almost tired of him, too. Scotty Scheffler. Are you just tired of Dallas? 
Dallas people? I think I am. I think that's because that's a trend because you're probably going to love John Rom, right? Um, yeah, I don't mind Johnny. Um, thank you, Mark. <laughs> Make that a drop. I don't mind Johnny. Uh, Scotty Sheffler tied for 11th at 12 under. The Tita Green domination continued for him, but so did the shortcomings on the greens. He's had some terrible green play uh, lately. Missing four birdie bids inside seven feet on his front nine on Sunday. He yeah. missed, missed out on an opportunity to track down the leaders and make his presence known. It was his 100th career start on the PGA Tour, and he fell short of grabbing victory, of course. Uh, he'll have more chances, you know, knowing Scotty, of course. He's not done or anything. He's, what, he's still 24, 25? Yeah. Even though he looks like he's 50. He looks older than me. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. <laughs> There's not a lot of people in the world look older than Lots you. Lots of people look older than me. I'm only 33. Okay. Only 33 over here. Been growing this beard okay. since I was 20. Okay. Uh, Ricky Fowler, my boy. Ricky Fowler tied for 15th at 11 under. Another quality result for Fowler. I kind of feel like he's, I don't want to call it a resurgence quite yet, but I kind of feel like he's improving a little bit just every he, week. He's improving a lot. And, and here's, here's what I see that I don't really like is, is that, He's struggling in this last round. He was right up there in the top 10, tied for 10th, and he really he kind of struggled going into the last round. I wanted to see a little bit more performance out of him going into the last round, kind of make a move a little bit. I know he's feeling really good about his golf swing, but I needed him to make a move. I needed him mm-hmm. to make a move on the last round to see a little bit more, not to be stagnant, but he, he didn't play very well. He shot even part of the last round. And you just can't do that when when you're you're feeling good about yourself. Make a move, Ricky. I want to see a move. I don't give a shit if you make if you shoot eighty, but I want you to shoot sixty five on the last round, not even par. Yeah, yeah, something something significant on Sunday. Yeah. Um, he's got all the top twenty finishes that have stacked up recently, but he's without, like you said, a real run at a win or even a runner up since what Zozo last fall. Yeah, Zozo. Um, and uh, you know he keeps kind of knocking at the door on Sunday, but. Like he said, he just can't break through with a significant under par to make a move on Sunday. I love Ricky Fowler. I think he's he's heads and tails above where he was three or four years ago when he kind of seemed like he was out of it for good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he's on the uptrend for sure, and I think he's going to get a win uh, here in the next couple of years for sure. Tied for 15th also, John Rahm at 11 under. Man, he had to be tired, right, after his well, Masters? I'm going to tell you this. I mean, uh, you know, I haven't really been the biggest John Rahm fan, but I'm going to give him every uh, – listen, man, m- respect for John Rahm. The easiest thing for this guy to do was to withdraw, right? I mean, after his Masters win, after such a long week, mm-hmm. such a long week for these guys, and this guy – the easiest thing for this guy to, to do is just bail it in. And, hey, man, I'm going to withdraw. I'm tired. Not saying what Rory did, which is a little disappointing, and I'm not going to speculate on what's going on with Rory. Yeah, we don't know. I don't think he's hurt. There's something else going on, but he just wouldn't do that. But, uh, you know, all accolades to John Rahm, and especially how well he played, right? I mean, you know, he could have – you know, he played terrible the first round, probably a little bit of fatigue for a lot of reasons, and then he went out and just shot 64. I think he shot 63-64 on Friday to make the cut, and – you know, one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard from a reporter getting in that field a little bit now is a guy that one of the reporters asking is like, hey, uh, did you feel like you should just bag it in and, and, mi- and miss the cut on purpose? And John Rahm looked at the him heck? like. Who asked that? There, there, trust me, it was there. Oh, God. 
and uh, John Rahm looked at him. He's like, like, are we, are you like the guy had never played sports in his life? Right. I so, bet that person had a talking to by the communications. Director. Oh, you better believe yeah, it. And yeah. that, that, that'll be the last question. John Rahm answers from that dude. I promise yep. you that. So, uh, you know, Hey man, hats off to that guy. I really, I, I really liked the way he handled himself. The easiest thing for him to do would, would, would not play. And then when he did play, he actually performed. He had a great performance and probably towards the end, probably, you know, he didn't play well on, on Sunday and that's, that's fatigue. Right. And that's normal. But, uh, you know, listen, a little bit more respect for John Rahm. Justin Thomas, nine under, tied for 25th. Um, man, it's it's another week where he just was insignificant. His name was nowhere to be found, especially in crunch time. Um, should, be, should we be concerned at all about Justin Thomas? There's something going on there that I don't know about, or is he just going he, through a phase? I think a little bit. I think a little bit of it is, you know, his dad's not out there with him every week. His dad's not really healthy, so he's kind of staying home a little bit. And I don't know if that's what JT needs when it comes to his golf swing. But he's just he. I don't know, man. He's got so much firepower, and maybe we expect too much from JT, and maybe his personal life a little bit is getting in the way, and he's more that way, which is completely understandable. I mean, no one's gonna criticize the guy for having a life outside of the golf course. But I mean, when's it, when's the guy going to kick it in? Right. I mean, he had a, he had a pretty solid year last year. I know he won a major and it sounded like, you know, he won three events last year and, and from JT three events sounds like a disappointment because we have right. so much expectations from him. Uh, so, you know, I don't know, man, I'm looking for him to, uh, there's something going on behind the scenes with JT that we don't know about. And that's a little bit also like Rory. So, I'm waiting for him. I don't know. It's it, he's he's kind of disappointing every week, like you said. And I'm, I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a little concerning though, as, as a JT fan for sure. But yeah. um, you know, if it's family related or whatever, something in his head. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's something physical that he can certainly get back on because it really seems like he's forgotten to putt recently. Is his his tee to green is fine to me, but it looks like he's he's lacking in the you know on the green. I'm not uh, so sure his TD Green is fine either. And the reason I say that on a kind of a, a, a golf pro standpoint, his misses are – his distance, how he's missing it, is bad. Like he's long and short. So that tells me something there's technical there. You know, there's a big difference if you miss it left or right, and but your whole high and your distances are good. Mm-hmm. But when you start missing it long and short, then there's something technical in your golf swing that's not really working, and maybe that's the case with him. Could be. I don't know what it is. Then the last guy I wanted to talk about, uh, my guy, that I'm starting to be a little bit no, – maybe not concerned yet. He, he's just had a bad – he's had a rough patch since the Florida swing, and that's Max Homa who missed the cut. Um, did not play – has not played really well at all since the Florida swing. It continued there in South Carolina. Uh, he's made 15 consecutive cuts back to last season. That streak came to an end with a really bad two-round effort on Thursday and Friday. He never looked comfortable around the the course at all. From what I saw, the first two rounds, he kind of looked lost. Um, is this? I mean, was he was he tired too? Because he's he's played a lot of golf here recently. Yeah, a little bit. But you also look at it. You know, he never performs well on Bermuda. Yeah. I mean, you know, get him. You get him on this side. You get him out of California. I mean, you get him in California. He's a world beater, right? right. But you get him on this side where the the grass is a little bit different. He's never really had great performances on Bermuda grass, and that's just another, you know, another t- 
scenario. I mean, he hasn't really played well at Augusta for whatever reason. I mean, he's a great ball striker. But when you get on this side, the Florida swing, the Texas swing, get to Hilton Head, I mean, look at his performances. They're nowhere close to what they are when he plays in California. Yeah. So, you know, the betting, you always ask me, you ask me all the time, it's like, why ain't Mass Home on your card? So, well, they're playing in Florida. Yeah. They're playing in Bermuda. They're playing on different types Anywhere of Anywhere on the East Coast, man. He just, he, he can't do it. Well, he plays well when he, he'll play well in the summer when it's north because it's very similar grass. It's not Bermuda. It's it's right. the bent and it's the bluegrass, what he's kind of used to in California with the Poe. So you get him up there in the midsummer where he's used to that stuff, but you get him in these swings, this Texas Florida swing. If you look at his track record, he's never there. He's never performs very well. So, I mean, you always ask me, he's like, well, Max Homa, Max Homa. I was like, I kind of laugh at you. Uh, we got a comment on the Fan Stream Sports in studio text line from the five one two. JT forgot how to putt. Is he done for good? We kind of just talked about that a little bit. I don't know how long yeah. ago he sent that, but yeah, no, look, no. If you if you look at it that way, I think it's more of his ball striking than putting, right? I mean, it's it's he's not hitting it nearly as close to the hole as he used to. I, I mean, he's still driving it okay, but I just think his irons are. I don't think he's hitting it nearly as close to the hole. It's a little bit of smoking mirrors. It looks mm-hmm. like he's a bad putter, but he's not really getting the opportunities that he really needs to make those putts. Um, you know, he's, he's hitting a lot of lag putts from 40, 50 feet. Yep. And he's, his three putts have, have been a lot more than they have been over the last couple months just because he's not hitting it good enough. Uh, you too can comment and talk to us on the fan stream sports text line, 214-937-0569. Whether we're live or not, if we are, we'll respond to you on the show. If we're not, we'll respond after. Uh, but feel free to text us anytime, 214-937-0569. We need to take um, a break, don't we? On the fan stream sports text line. That's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to come back with Johnny's picks to see how he did there for the RBC Heritage Classic at Harbortown. This is fan stream sports. We are from the rough, and we'll be back after this. <laughs> Hello, sports fans. Fan Stream Sports. Hello, friends. IndyCar Tim here with the Colby Sapp and IndyCar Tim Show here on Fan Stream Sports. want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas. They are everything you need to become a better golfer. Are you tired of losing to your friends? Are you tired of losing to your wife? Head on over to the Highlands Performance Golf Center. Take advantage of their PGA teaching professionals or head on over there with your family. They've got uh, family fun over there for you. The 18-hole par-3 mini golf course that's newly renovated and beautifully landscaped. It's designed to challenge players of all skills and abilities. They've also got junior programs and summer camps for your kids if they're showing an interest in the game of golf. Head on over there, explore all the family fun at the Highlands. And don't forget about the teaching professionals. They've got several instructors ready to work with you privately or in group sessions, as well as all of the latest technology to assess your problem areas and help you drive farther and straighter because boys it's all about length right their on-site fitness instructor will work with your physical fitness helping you gain mobility and fix pain points that are limiting your game because you can't make the perfect swing if you don't have a good body it's all about the body boys head on over to the highlands performance golf center get your golf gear there as well in Carrollton on trinity mills in between marsh and midway Check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com or give them a call at 972-733-4111. We'll see you there. Guys, let me tell you about Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Are you experiencing low sex drive, fatigue, 
hot flashes, moodiness, and you just don't feel like you have the vitality you once had, you're not just getting old, it's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. Do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Call 844 977 3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Jeeves Law Group. I've known Scott Jeeves for quite some time, and he's just like us, a huge college football fan, but he's not just another PI attorney. He is a ferocious advocate for his clients. Scott Jeeves is a board certified civil trial lawyer and a certified circuit court mediator practicing in Tampa Bay for over 30 years. He is an AV preeminent rated civil trial lawyer and certified circuit court mediator. Folks, these designations are not just given out. They're given only to the best trial attorneys. But more than anything, Scott takes these cases personally. I've heard it from his clients. He's a fighter you want on your side. Insurance companies hate it when they see you're represented by Jeeves. He's just different. 727-894-2929 or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. That's J-E-E-V-E-S LawGroup.com and tell him JP sent you. Coming back at you. Now, more fans dream sports. Right back here on From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast. Live from the DSP Media Podcast Studios in Dallas and live from well, Johnny's condo in Frisco. How you rolling over there, Johnny? You tell me. You you you're just here setting all this stuff up. You tell me how we're looking. We're feeling pretty well, good. We're looking good. We're feeling good. Does it? Does the viewers want to see the the full setup real quick? Uh, I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna in a minute. Okay. I mean, you want to do it now? Well, you didn't believe I won any tournaments, and you saw some trophies in here that you couldn't really believe. But you know, right, I do have go. some accolades. Johnny's gonna have to see wrong one. We're gonna have to see Johnny's uh, full setup here. There we go. So he can brag on the trophies. On I'm the, not bragging. You know, I don't brag. You know, I'm the least braggadocious person I'm, in the world. I guarantee you, know that. you that bottle over there is completely empty of whatever it was, probably from years ago. That's the greatest trophy in the world. I'll tell you a little backstory about that. We'll do that another time. Well, no, tell us the backstory now. We're already talking about it. <coughs> no, I don't want to. Oh, great. It's called a tease. Nancy Gerber's watching. I don't want it oh. because it's, it, it turns into something. Sorry, Nancy. I tried. That's all right. I completely tried, but uh, it is what it is. We'll hear that story. I guess we'll hear it off the air for sure. Or next time I'm invited over to the to the condo, which isn't very often. He doesn't let anybody in there. That's right. I'm very, you know, I'm private. I don't, you had how many, you have a secret knock though. You can get in or. You've never told me what the knock is. I went and knocked on the neighbor's door and they're like, we don't know who that guy is. He never comes outside. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) So that's just the way you want it. Isn't it? Perfect. Uh, Johnny, let's uh, get into our picks from last week a little bit. Of course I make picks every week. You make picks every week. No one cares about my picks. My picks are for fun and for entertainment purposes only. I you did, had a winner last week. I did, however, have a Whoa. winner 
It was a weird week because I had a winner, and I only picked one winner, one top 10, and one top 20. My winner last week, and I felt good about him going into the week, but it wasn't wasn't pretty, was JT. It uh, was not pretty. We just talked about him. Shane Lowry I had in my top 10. Who? Shane Lowry. That a boy. Also did not do very well as we get some production music going here. Um, and then my top 20 I hit with Terrell Hatton in the top 20. He finished Is tied for 19th at 10 under. Is it Terrell or Ter- Terrell? Terrell. Well, it's just like, is it Terrell, Texas, or Terrell, Texas? It's Terrell, Texas. Okay. And it's Terrell Owens. I don't know. I always thought it was Terrell. Is it Terrell Hatton? It's Terrell. He's English, right? Or whatever. He's from... Good day, mate. I call him Volcano Hatton. So <clears throat> you do. Really you do. Yeah. You probably didn't even know his first name. What, what his first name was, huh? T. You just call him E.F. Hatton. Tim. It's a throwback. No, it's not Tim. We Tim reserve Hatton. that. Johnny's Picks is always brought to you by Golf Central Magazine over at GolfCentralMag.com. The April issue is out as of, I think, today. Today. So head over to GolfCentralMag.com. Check out their latest issue for free online. Uh, It's not just a golf magazine. It's kind of a lifestyle and travel magazine as well. Everything all rolled into one. We've got a feature over there for FanStream Sports. Our good buddy Jeff Tito Thidoff from up there in Columbus, who here on the network is in charge of the course of the Jeff Thidoff show. He's one half of fantasy football now that's about to get ramped back up here on the network, as well as the Ohio State Buckeyes Daily Blitz. He does such a great job. Go check that out over there and read that little tidbit we did on on Tito. He's awesome. Yeah, and we'll see you over there. So, Johnny, tell us about your picks. Well, we didn't have the we we didn't have a great week like we had the last five weeks. We had five winning weeks coming into this week. You know, we were really banking on a little bit of Xander Shoffley. Uh, he made a move the last round, but like we talked about a little bit earlier, that Saturday run for uh, I'm going to start calling him. I don't. I got to make up a nickname for him because he's he's making me upset like JT makes you upset. You know, I definitely. Just, you know, and I made a little comment. Maybe it wasn't destiny for him to win because they couldn't make that little 32 regular jacket for him. Because he... <laughs> that's just tiny coat? I, it's, just, it's just what I think. Tiny I coat. Yeah, so, uh, you know, what's that? What's that? What Small guy in a big coat. Fat guy in a... It's the opposite. Fat guy in a little coat. I know, He's I a little coat in a small... Or a, a little guy in a smaller coat. I didn't want to sing. I didn't want to sing it because my singing skills are only good in a different place. But that being said, we, we we made a little bit of money. We didn't catch up. We lost a little bit of money this week. We had Xander on our first play. Uh, made a move, fifteen under. Uh, Shane Lowry, T sixty seven minus one or plus one. Shocking. He loves this place. Played well last year. Finished second last year. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he got he got tied up on those. Um, those two dollar beers at six o'clock in the night when the bars open there. I don't two dollars. Yeah, yeah, the old people there. That's all they. That's what on Hilton Head. Yeah, we got to go to Hilton Head. Two dollar beers. Be worth but it. Any, anyways, uh, how about a big move from Sahith Tagala, T five at minus yep. fourteen. You know, wasn't really the greatest golf course for him, but I just thought the guy was playing well. Big move. What he did last week at the Masters, I thought he would kind of compel him. To play a little bit better, um, and he did. He just—I I think that first couple of days for Stagala, the fatigue from from Augusta really hurt him. 
uh, going into Hilton Head. Uh, so he finished T5th. Camp Sandwich pick, Harris Ingles, he did make the cup. He played good the first round. I think he was like three or four under the first mm-hmm. round. Been playing really solid. He's got some injuries, it looks like, uh, through the vine, the grapevine that I heard. That's kind of holding him back a little bit, but I thought he'd have a little bit better performance. Um, we had two top 10 picks uh, this week. Corey Connors, P31 at minus seven. Didn't quite get there. Bad round, bad round from Ricky Fowler on the last round at T15. Uh, finished 11 under par. Didn't quite get there. Matt Kuchar, we did cash in on Matt Kuchar on our top 20 picks. That was a good, really good payday. We got uh, plus uh, 395 on a $100 bet, so we caught up a little bit there. And uh, Tom Hoagie missed the cut, which is very strange for me. Such a great, perfect golf course for this guy. Such a good ball striker. And they just really didn't get it done when it came back to Hilton Head. But look at a guy maybe in the future, Tom Hoagie, coming off a little bit not a fatigue week that they had at Augusta. Did you see anything that, that might have happened to him to make him miss the cut? I didn't watch anything in the He's first two days. The guy's exhausted. Okay. The guy's exhausted. I mean, that was a long week at Augusta for him. Walking that place, first time in Augusta, I think he was really exhausted. I think it really hurt him a little bit. But that being said, we did, again, we caught up on Matt Kuchar, but we did, we, we went five and one on matchups this week, guys. Five and one on matchups. That gets our grand total to 28, nine and three on matchups for the year. So we're really making some good headway on our matchups, making real, uh, some good money. Uh, made a couple extra dollars on some underdogs this week on some matchups, but 28, nine and three on our matchups this year. We're a little bit under the card. What we say in the gaming world, a little bit under the red. So we are minus 870 <laughs> units for the year. We haven't had a winner this year, this, this year. So, and listen, this is optimistic for us. We haven't had a winner. So that's saying everything's kind of coming and we're only down a little bit for the year, including our matchups. So, Looking forward to kind of the kind of second quarter of the year. So I kind of break those downs in quarters when you started getting into a little bit of the Texas swing. Got a major in the PGA. We got the U.S. Open. Uh, we got the British Open. And, yes, I'm still going to call it the British Open. I am. That's what it is. Not changing. No, that's what uh, it is. And then you're going into the you're going into the, that later season. But, hey, listen, not a great year so far compared to the last couple of years. Great on matchups. Five and one again, like we said this week, uh, and lost a little bit this week. Looking forward to this next week is a little bit off for me. Uh, they got the team championships this week, and we'll talk a little bit more about it on the Wednesday show. Not my favorite week to play, uh, to, to handicap. It's a little bit goofy, but we'll throw a couple plays out there. Uh, but we will talk about it. We will talk about that on Wednesday and, and talk a little bit about more and a couple other things that we're doing for uh, from the rough show on Wednesday. Yes, we will be back on Wednesday uh, to preview the Zurich Classic of New Orleans from that TPC in Louisiana there in Ev- Avondale. You ever played in Avondale before? Yeah, I played both those golf courses, what they used to have. They used to have a TPC Louisiana. Right. Um, and then the, the golf course they're playing now. You know, it's a cool little area. It, you know, it's all predicated on the weather. I mean, if they get a half an inch of rain, the golf course is flooded. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're, su- you're sitting there such in that lowland. And not to jump too much into it, um, you know, before Wednesday show. But, you know, I think it's a cool event. I think it's getting some guys into the tournament that maybe you don't uh, – actually not exempt tour players. A lot of tour players, probably 20 30% of the field, 
our guys that are not PGA Tour uh, on the PGA Tour. You get some Corn Ferry Tour events. It's kind of a cool feel when you talk internally with those guys. They'll do a little tier system. Right. So hypothetically, like Rory McIlroy can invite uh, a, a PGA Tour European member. Right. Right. That's maybe not a PGA Tour guy. Uh, so it, it's a cool event when it comes to that. Obviously, the hospitality in New Orleans is uh, fantastic. And it's called New Orleans. It's, called, it's not called New Orleans for most of the people that's up north. It's not New Orleans. Trust me. And it's, it's not new. it's not New Orleans, nope. Al Michaels. Uh, it's yep. per, Well, I mean, I'm from there, and it's pronounced New Orleans. That's all it is, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. That's it, New Orleans. And, the people, and the people who go down there and get robbed, they wonder why. It's because you call it New Orleans. Yeah, or New Orleans. Or you just look like you want to get robbed. Like, well, if you're yeah, walking around with crap all over you, you're going to get robbed. Like, I might rob you if I see you. Well, don't say that. And I'm a good guy. I mean, as far as well, people know. don't say know. that either. Oh, we can't lie on this show? No. A turf life hat looks good, though. You like that? Or yeah. I, I can go I can go dark for you. That looks that? better. Don't don't ever do that. How's that? No check for you. Is that the way Put that it was? No, please. That's Terry the Purden, truth. Terry Purden will get very upset with you if you wear it to the side. Well, I'll, I'll get very upset with me too because that just looks dumb. That just looks dumb. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, we had a good we had a good little not to get off topic. We actually did talk golf, a lot of golf, and watched a lot of golf on Saturday. We had a nice little crawfish boil at our boy uh, Jeb's house yep. in the backyard. So I want to give a shout out to um, Cajun Crawfish Company that sponsored uh, sponsored the crawfish boil over there at Jeb's. We had a great time Saturday. Um, I got a little overserved on crawfish. I think. I didn't really itch, but I think you got overserved on the the corn. I didn't have any corn. I was upset. I didn't get any corn. Yeah, you did. All the corn. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I did. Yeah, you did. Well, that that, right before you left, just one. Uh, That's a little more than that, buddy. Okay. Well, apparently, uh, well, we had a good time. Uh, Apparently, that's the point. We had a good time. That's the point. Yeah. So, hats out to uh, to Jeb Brown. Hosting his house and a Cajun Crawfish Company for supplying all the uh, supplying all the crawfish. It was a great time, great great turnout, and um, yeah, it was great. I always like that was a lot things. of fun. The weather was great. Got a little chilly as the sun was going down, but we had the little fire pit out there, mm-hmm. and uh, all the crawfish. And Jeb just cooks them and seasons them exquisitely, just like I used to have back home in Louisiana, uh, in New Orleans. And New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Right. Uh, and I guess it's a regional thing, however you say it. But, uh, no, it was always a good time out there. It's his annual crawfish boil. Yeah. And if you get invited, you're lucky because it's you are, really you are good. Lucky. Really good. You are lucky. You know, he, he he doesn't invite a lot of people, and if you step out of line, he's the first person to Kick tell you, you to leave. So just don't step out of line. It's really simple. Yeah, just eat and be quiet and shut your damn mouth. That's right. And that's enjoy the com- enjoy the company. That's what we did. The company, that's what it's all about. Yeah, he's he his backyard there. He redid it. A beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And we we had a great time. It was great. Uh lots of good company. Met some new some fun new people and uh yeah. uh lots of golfers out there in the backyard that day. Mm-hmm. And uh hopefully You we'll- tried to hit golf balls in the cornhole thing, I think. Yeah, and I made every one of them. No, you didn't. With with the driver. I mean I had to I had to take a full swing with the driver to send it about twenty five feet. Yeah, those plastic balls. But I was accurate every time. 
Yeah. I was accurate every time. Uh, real okay. quick, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Rory thing. Yeah. Um, since we got a few minutes here, just a few minutes. Uh, Rory McIlroy, if you guys haven't heard, he did not play in the RBC. He decided to withdraw on Monday and has it was surprise withdrawal. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody, and still nobody really knows why. He hasn't given a reason. Um, but because of that, it came with a penalty. The PGA is docking him $3 million of the $12 million he earned from his uh, PIP finish last year. Correct. Of course, he finished second last year to the PIP to Tiger Woods. Uh, finished first, I believe. So he would have earned $12 million for that second-place finish, and he's already been paid out $9 million of the twelve. So what the PGA Tour is doing, it's not really a fine because he's not paying it. They're just not giving him the remainder, remaining $3 million right. of that $12 million. So, um, you know, I don't know why. I haven't heard anything. I haven't read anything. To me, it's a little bit concerning because it's very much unlike him to do something like this, um, especially without, without explanation. And he sort yeah. of kind of disappeared for the week. Yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm the same, same, feel the same as you. There's something going on there. I think it's more personal than anything else. It's not golf. I promise you that because he can figure out what John Rahm did and kind of grin and bear it just because, you know, he's harboring the, the, the shoulders and he's the face of the PGA Tour these days, right? So he wouldn't do it. There's something else going on there. That, you know, R Rory's a, like most of these guys, man, Rory's a really private person. Uh, we haven't really found out yet. I mean, the $3 million really, I mean, you know, it seems a lot, like a lot of money, which it is a lot of money. Not really a drop. It's a little bit of a drop in the bucket for these guys. But what really hurts is, you know, when these guys get their, their pit money, mm -hmm. is it really goes to charity, right? They're not really taking a lot of this, a lot of this money. They're all putting in the charity like Tiger puts it all in his foundation. R Rory does also. So it's kind of that bonus money that they create some charities and, and help a lot of other people. And maybe that's why Rory, but that's concerning probably part of Rory was that $3 million can go in a lot of other places right. that, that can help a lot of people. Uh, there's something there. It's not, it wasn't that Rory just didn't want to play, right? Or he's fatigued or he's hurt. That's not it. There's something right. personal there. And I, like I said, I, I did a lot of interviews uh, last week going into this event and I didn't want to really speculate. I got asked a lot of those questions. I didn't want to speculate. So I didn't want to say anything because I don't know. Right. Uh, and the first, you know, when I hear something, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more on the show. If I hear a little bit something uh, that no one else really knows or he comes out and says stuff. But listen, man, Rory's a first class. We talked about the interaction I had down with him at the WGC uh, first class to me when the interview a little bit I did with him. So listen, I don't want to I don't want to speculate what's going on with Rory. Let him come out in his own time. And there was a really good reason. He's just not that type of guy. I don't think to just kind of skip it. Nope. So uh, let him let him let him say in his own time and let him breathe a little bit and see see what happens. So for those of you wondering why it was a big deal, why why he was fined in the first place, because if you go back to uh, the rules for the for PIP for 2022, anybody that qualified or that placed in PIP was required to play in in all but one designated event for 2023. And he'd already missed the tournament of champions, so by which missing, which is weird for me. Which is weird because he 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 should play that up just for for whatever. He that's that's a no brainer, especially as short of a field it is, right? Yep. So yep. that just seems like you know, and maybe he 
this is why I'll go back. I'll backtrack a little bit. This is why I think it's something really severe that he would miss this because he already knew that he was going to miss Hyundai. Right. You know, so uh, there's there's something there's something really detrimental that that why he had to miss this. It was like I said, it wasn't just because he's tired from the Masters. Because he would have said he would have said, "Man, I'm just tired. I need need some time off." And you know, he'd probably match that three million dollars to charity somewhere else. You know, out of his own pocket yeah. for sure. If it came down to that, so the fact that he missed a second now uh, designated event was the reason he was fined. Now for 2024, that's going to be different. Right. The players will not be required to play designated events in 2024, yep. but they will be incentivized to be a part of those fields, given more FedEx Cup points awarded at those events. And so, I think that's the right way. I think that's the right way yeah. to do it. You know, they're, they're, with the changing on the schedule and LIV kind of pushing the envelope of trying to get these higher end guys a little bit more money, it's a little trial and error, which mm-hmm. is fine. I, I I appreciate the PGA Tour being a little bit more malleable when it comes to that. They're trying some things, see what works, see what their you know their higher end guys really kind of like to do. So I, I have no problem with that. Yeah. So, but that's what it is. That's the explanation there. And I'm sure at some point he'll come out or his people will come out and say, look, this is what happened. And, you know, we apologize, you know, no disrespect, man. It is what it is. And he yeah. was pretty vocal. I know throughout the season as a spokesman for the, for the players on the tour, that a lot of the players were unhappy with that mandatory uh, language in that to play in those tournaments. So that I'm sure that had something to do with them changing it for 2024. Yeah. And a little bit, you know, he's not going to be the biggest advocate of, of, you know, he was the biggest advocate of everyone playing these these elevated field events, and then he misses two. So he's not that he's not a hypocritical type right. of guy, right? So he's not going to say, "Hey, listen, th- th- like I said, I, I let's see what comes out uh, with Rory." Now, you know, if it was a couple other guys that doesn't have the the reputation that Rory has, maybe we would speculate and have a, a better. This guy's just being an. This guy just doesn't want to play or something like that. Right. But he he's not he's not that way. So like I said, I don't want to. Let, let's see what comes out. Let's leave it at that, uh, and and kind of go from there. All right. Got anything else for the for the kids out there, Johnny? They're listening and watching. I think we're ready. I think everybody. Uh, I think we're. We are back. Sorry to miss the last uh, last couple of weeks. Obviously, being on the road, we're going to be on this cool part. We're going to be on. T- t- my main man, Tim, there, we're going to be reporting here in the next, uh, over the next six weeks. So we're going to be on live reporting us together, a little duo. I've been doing it myself for uh, Fan Stream Sports, Golf Central Magazine. But uh, I'm going to be at the Nelson. Along. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. We're going to be at the Nelson. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring my man along here for, we got, we got a couple weeks. We got, we got to Byron Nelson and we're going to do Colonial together. Uh, we're going to try Byron Nelson out first because it it might be the only one we do together because he might get kicked out. So Definitely. we'll see how we'll see how Colonial goes a couple weeks after but no we're really excited to go out reporting uh inside the ropes for the Byron Nelson here in a couple weeks him and I together. I might need him to shave his beard a little bit uh but short we'll as it see. gets. I might need him to shave his beard a little bit, but we'll see how this works. No, I'm really excited for us. You know, we always have a good time going to events like this and talking golf. So it's going to be another new experience for the company. Great opportunity for fan stream sports. Uh, Shout out to Terry Purnam and and Golf Central Magazine for giving us this opportunity to do this. 
we definitely won't fail you. I think the success that we had at WGC, me and being down there, kind of kind of propel us to do some other great things. So looking forward to it. I think kind of the docket, what do we say, our schedule, maybe Colonial. I'm going to go up and do Memorial mm-hmm. uh, kind of by myself a little bit. And maybe, maybe we'll they won't let me on there. that course. I don't know if Ohio is going to let you in. They so won't. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that happens. But listen, it's going to be a fun next few weeks. We, we will be back uh, live. No missed shows here the next month or so. I won't be traveling. I'll be here. So we'll be doing Mondays and Wednesdays and our, uh, our new Saturday little snippets and show. We'll continue to talk about gambling, but we will be back Wednesday to, pr- to preview the, uh, the Zurich Classic. That's it. Yes, we'll be here Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time uh, here on all the Fanstream Sports channels as well as the Fanstream Sports app. If you have not downloaded that, please go do so in your Play Store, wherever it is. It's for iOS and Android. Go check it out. Download it. Hear all of our live programming. And make sure you save the text number, 214-937-0569. And do like whoever the 469 did here and just text in during the show. Have some interaction with us. Ask us some questions. Be a part of it. Make it better for you. That's Johnny. I'm Tim. Until next week, this is From the Rough on FanStream Sports. You guys keep hitting them straight. episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. 